Sports Radio Sport. Hello, good evening and welcome to Manx Radio Sport for a Friday night. Looking ahead to this weekend's action. Joining me in the studio tonight, as ever, Tony Mepham from the Isle of Man Football Association and Ben Cunningham will be here talking hockey. Plus, we'll also hear from Dave Christian ahead of this weekend's Rugby 2. Good evening. We've got uh, Tony and Ben here together, and um, we'll have a quick look at football first of all. Tony, just starting off with FC Isle of Man, if we can, because um, it was a sixth straight defeat uh, in the week and at Squires Gate, and now they're looking to put that run behind them tomorrow with a big match at home to Earlham. It is a big match. It is a big match, and uh, when you look at Earlham in the league table, uh, they're ahead of FC Isle of Man, and. Um, you know, people keep saying, you know, about FC Isle of Man, where's it all gone wrong? They're still playing well. It's just they're playing against some really tough opposition and they're not getting the sort of uh, little bit of luck that they need. And OK, you make your own luck. But I thought the game that they played last time here in the Isle of Man, they played really well up until uh, sort of half time, And then the second half, it sort of disappeared. But midweek showed a bit of character, I thought, Dave, because, you know, 3-0 down at half time, and you just thought, what's going to happen in the second half? And once uh, Charlie Higgins got one back, make it 3-1. And then uh, Furu Davies uh, scored about four or five minutes from the end, 3-2. You know, it was a lot closer than, you know, maybe the first 45 show. But uh, they're under pressure. They certainly are under pressure. And um, they just need uh, maybe one or two key players back in the squad. Are they in danger of relegation? I think so, definitely. I know uh, Bursko are sort of the team. And I think it's four points difference between them at the moment. And when you look at... Um, you know, the teams around them, I know they've got to play Ashton, who are bottom FC Isle of Man, so hopefully they'll get some results there because they're only on 13 points at the moment. And then I think it's Winsford as well they've got to play in the next uh, few weeks. So it's it's there for them to get out of it. And uh, if they don't beat sort of those two teams, then, you know, maybe the you know, are going to be rele- relegated. But after last season, the way it all went right for them, you know, it was unbelievable. We had some great occasions down at the bowl. And we just want a little bit more of that. And all I can say to anyone out there looking for something to do tomorrow night, get yourself down the bowl and uh, let's support on our Isle of Man players and hopefully they can do the business and give them the scoreline they want. Would a season, let's say they were relegated next year, would a season, would they benefit from a season doing well in Division 1 next season or struggling again in the Premier Division next year? What would benefit FC Alderman? I think they want to stay in the Premiership. Um, I don't know 100%, Dave, but my what I was told was if they get out of this league, then suddenly the costs reduce... Going up. Go, uh, go up. If they get out of the league, going up, um, the costs reduce dramatically uh, for them. So they don't have to find the, the ridiculous money that they have to do at the moment. Because midweek, when you look at it, you've got potentially, Dave, between 20 and 25 people um, flights over and 25 people in, in hotel rooms, which, you know, is great for economy even in the UK, but it's absolutely crippling um, to any sporting organisation. And they're lucky they've got some great sponsors like Connors Trust, Max Telecom as well, and others mm-hmm. who all sort of chip in. But it's the crowd that where the nucleus of the cash comes from. Mm-hmm. And I know a few people have said, oh, it's gone up a little bit from last year. It's gone up £2. You look at your grocery bill, that's gone up even more. Look at your fuel bill. So 
really the grand scheme of things, it's it's not gone up hugely. Okay, um, I'm going to bring Ben in now. Ben Cunningham, our hockey uh, representative. Would an FC Isle of Man type hockey team be? Has that ever been discussed? Do you know? I mean, I'm putting you on the spot here, but you know, is that ever anything that's that would possibly ever happen? And I mention this because you're talking about the cost, etc. Tony, um, maybe I can bring Dave Christian in as well because. They also, we, we talk about FC Man every week, Douglas go away week in, week out. They do the same thing with, with rugby. So first yeah. of all, the hockey situation, is that would that ever be on the table? I mean, we, we have our island junior teams and senior teams. So I guess really you could say that's like kind of our side of the Man team because they go away, but it's, it's not made of just one club. It's made of all the players from all other clubs like FC Man is. Um, but I, I, I think... Really looking at the way we are at the minute with the way our island teams are, I think that's really our FC Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. And and the, how many? T- I mean, how many teams are we sending away generally? I mean, because it goes from youth to senior level. Yeah, it goes from youth to senior level. So we've got uh, under twelves, under fourteens, under sixteens, under eighteens. I think we have an under twenty ones. I might be wrong on that one. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we have our uh, senior, but they're both male and female. And I don't know if you're in a position to answer this question, but um, how does funding work? Um, we we've got sponsorship from uh, Oak, uh, who helps sponsor. So I, I'm guessing they help in the way of sponsoring, like mm-hmm. the travel and that. But um, most of the time, it is a case of. They go on the overnight boat, mm-hmm. they travel there, and then obviously they come back on the overnight boat. But it's like last week we had the island teams away, but they, they went away and mm-hmm. they came back on the overnight boat and then they were straight back to their you know, school, back to their... Do any of the players have to fund their own travel? I don't know that one, Okay, that's fine. But... Well, uh, but then again, they're not doing as much travelling as FC Man, I would imagine. Oh, no, no. FC Man are doing a lot more travelling than what our junior mm-hmm. teams and senior teams are doing, but... I mean, they're travelling away, but not as much as like FC Man. They're not going away midweek. It's just you know once mm-hmm. every month, near enough. Okay, um, let's. We've got to look ahead to the weekend uh, briefly. T- I've been trying to pull up the fixtures and I can't. Right, what are the big games in Manx football tomorrow? There you go. You've got the fixtures there, Dave. Uh, oh, right. okay. There'll be a copy on their email for you. But uh, there's some belters there. Um, the one that uh, I'm going to cover is Uni Mills against Laxey. Uh, Uni yep. Mills, I know you've spotted it. They're mm-hmm. on a bit of a, uh, a struggle at the moment, a bit of a decline, but hopefully uh, they can get something out of That's that. That's a bounce backable, isn't it? It, Potential. It, well, I'm yeah. not so sure. The only thing is tomorrow I'm looking at uh, the team squad for Laxey is Glenn Walker's not available, so they've got to bring a, another person in for in goal. I noticed uh, Sammy Gellin's in, so that's a massive plus. Uh, Tom Smith, I think, will be there. Brody Patience, hopefully, will be there. So that builds well for a squad. But, you know, when you look at Union Mills... Um, they're still high up in the league, but they're still chance. Well, they're in the Railway mm-hmm. Cup uh, semi-finals whenever we can get them played. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a big, big ask for them. But any uh, insight into what's kind of happened at Union Mills? I don't really know. I noticed just before Christmas that there was a few players left the club, but they weren't first-team players. Uh, so whether they thought they weren't getting a shout with it, but everything was going great for Paul Guyver. He, mm-hmm. he must have thought, you know, I'm, I've won the pools here, and and they just were talking about going to be possibly winning the league now when you look at it I think uh, Peel are ahead by 11 points mm-hmm. uh, I know uh, Corinthians have games in hand you know but Corinthians dropped uh, silly points against yeah. Manown so it's all suddenly changed yeah, Peel have got them in the weeks. bag so yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely okay um, we must mention the fact that there's a massive western derby tomorrow St John's against Peel um, no chance of that being played tonight 
No, well, it, what it is, Dave, at the start of the season, we ask clubs um, if they want to play on a Friday night. It has to be at the start. Okay. You know, you, you can't, can't pick change. and choose. Yeah. And um, Peel's are, Peel aren't interested. And I'm being honest. Fair enough. They've always said they're not being interested. And there's only three or four clubs who do it because the way they look at it, the Saturday they go play, have a couple of beers, go home, job done. Friday night, you know, summer working Saturday, so yeah. you miss out on that. But yeah. yeah, I agree with you, big game, but I still think Peel are clear favourites. Uh, okay, uh, the rest of them you're kind of looking. Uh, Ramsey should win. Corinthians should whip beat Onken. Um, just going into Division Two, uh, Jim St Mary's. There's nothing Ram- big there. There's really. nothing really, yeah, sticking out in there. And the same with the combination. And then we've got the uh, fixtures on Sunday uh, as well. But um, just we'll come back to you in a second, yeah, Tony. Yeah. That's all right. We'll go to uh, what's the big game in hockey this weekend, Ben? Um, we've got quite a few big games coming up this weekend. So, ladies premier, we see Bacazay against Valkyrie, Vikings against Castletown B. Uh, Valkyrie and uh, Vikings A both uh, played midweek against each other. So, be interesting to see how they um, play out. Um, haven't haven't played midweek. Um, ladies Div 1, we've got a big game in that one. Uh, top of the league, Harlequins A against second uh, second place, Ramsey A. That'll be a really big game, that. Um, but you've got games off, though, haven't you? Yeah, unfortunately, with the Ireland teams going away, of course, they've got players which are going away. So with the rules, um, games are being postponed, but they're getting rescheduled because obviously players have been taken and you know away from the game happening. So we've got Vikings Men's A against Ramsey Men's A. Uh, off and that's going to now be played on Tuesday the 14th at uh, 8.30 at the NSC uh, Valkyries A against Backers A uh, is also off and that's going to be played on Wednesday at 8.30 at the NSC and then Castletown Savers against uh, Harlequins under 15s is off yet again for the same reason um, with Castletown have got six players away for the under 14s this weekend um, so by the rules, you know they're quite entitled to say, "Look, we haven't got our team. Can we reschedule?" So that's going to get played over some point next week. There's no date okay. confirmed on that one yet. But the good thing is, you can play them under the lights. Uh, is there any difference, just briefly, about you know playing on a Saturday I, I, afternoon I, or playing? I, on... I love midweek games. I, mm. I I umpired one uh, last weekend, and it's it's just a buzz, just playing under under the lights. Yeah. It's just a bit more. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take. Uh, Momentary break. We go to rugby next. We're going to join uh, Dave Christian. Manx Radio Sport. And hopefully at the end of this line is Dave Christian. Good evening, Dave. Oh, just about catching you there, Dave. Can you uh, speak again? Yes. uh, How are you? Oh, I was glad to say coming through loud and clear. There's a little bit of a interference online. We'll give you a give you a moment, Dave. See if you can come through and take it from there. Okay. Two fixtures for senior men's the English clubs championship. Douglas host Bowden at Portishee. Vagabonds host Garstang at Bella Fletcher. Both are tough games. Uh, Bowden have been going really Sorry, Dave. Well. I don't know if you can hear us. Unfortunately, it's sounding again a bit like a Norman Collier routine uh, and you're coming in and out. Hopefully, we'll try and get you back in. It sounds as if you may have a loose connection or something. There's a little bit of buzz, then it clears and what have you. So, uh, sorry, Dave. We'll come back to you very soon, hopefully, if you can have a little fix uh, mess around because we'd love to bring you back into the programme. But we'll come back again to Tony Mepham and Ben Cunningham. Um, first of all... 
coaching I want to talk about. Yep. If that's um, To be a coach in football and to be a coach in hockey, is it expensive? I don't think it's expensive because uh, I don't know about Ben in hockey, but certainly in football, most of the clubs support their coaches unbelievably. And I wouldn't say there's a, a caveat on it, but just say, well, you know, we're paying for it. You know, as long as you're going to be there for a couple of years after you've qualified, then that's it, done deal, and everyone leaves happy faces. But the, the massive thing now, and I'm pretty certain that uh, Ben's involved in it as well, safeguarding, um, DBS checks, everything else, it's got to be done, Dave. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I know parents out there say, well, you, you know, I'd love to get involved with the coaching, but I'm not going to get, you know, go down that path. It's, it's so easy to do. It can be done online, and it just gives you that comfort that you are covered your mm-hmm. way and the parents whose son or daughter is training with you, they're covered as well. It's it's it's, it's regulation now. You're You've echoing noticed. that, Ben? Yeah, I, I can't echo it any more than what Tony's just said. It's And it's the same for uh, the umpires as well for us. All of them have got to be DBS checked because obviously mm-hmm. they're umpiring junior league games mm-hmm. and that. But it, it's like Tony says, it's just that having that reassurance, everything's covered and going forward. And like Tony was saying, you know, clubs you know help support financially yeah yeah, exactly so you know if they've got people willing to do it they'll go right well you know we're, we're happy to support you you know we'll help you along the way and you know help you know fund it a bit for you but obviously you know you've got have people that show that commitment because if mm-hmm. they show that commitment and then as soon as they pass they go well I'm not bothered now that's when people yeah. start you know getting a bit well what was the point of that yeah, but yeah. But I, I echo what Tony's just said. What about, I mean, okay, if it's affordable, what about the time involved? Because I, I think years ago, I remember like uh, you coaching one badge was a weekend and then the second one, I think you had to do two weeks. You had to take two weeks off to do. I mean, that was a lot. I'm going back about 20 years there. But um, what's what's the situation now? Yeah, I think it's been streamed out, uh, streamlined a little bit. Uh, ben Coulter is doing one at the moment, uh, which is great to see. And then they're going to do another one, hopefully. So when you say Ben um, Coulter is doing one, what he, do you mean? He, he does the, the coach. He, he's a fully qualified uh, sort of uh, coach. And he can uh, put uh, the coaching courses on and it all sort of goes through spot on. It, it goes really well. And he's a fantastic coach with so much respect by a lot of people out there. But it's just as Ben says, it's having that person who um, has that desire to continue it through because you've done it, Dave, with your your own daughter and a lot of people follow through with their own child. And mm-hmm. then when their own child, say, maybe 16 calls it a day or goes mm-hmm. into senior football, they stop. Well, you've got that gift. Why not just put a little bit back in? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and there's no real pressure, I don't think. It's just if you say you're going to do it, do mm-hmm. it. Not this, you know, pitch in when it suits you and, and come out when... You know, you want to go and watch football or something yeah. like that. It's hard. It's okay. hard. Yeah. And, and with hockey, is it similar? To, I mean, I don't. You obviously, don't know with the football coaching, but you know, is it to, to gain your, your your qualifications? Yeah. So we've got like a level one course, which um, is ran through England Hockey, and they provide so much, um, you know, information and that to help you along your way. And that, and they, you know, if ever you've got questions, there's always like emails you can contact for, you know, help or ask them questions and that. And then from there on, you can go and do your level two. So that's a bit more of an advanced course. But it's, it's as Tony says, you know, it's getting the, the commitment definitely from the person, you know, saying, right, I've got my level one now. As Tony was saying, you know, oh, me, me daughter's now or my son's playing senior hockey now. I'm, I'm just going to go and just stand and watch now. I'm not going to help. But obviously because they wanted to see their daughter or son progress, 
in you know the club they, they wanted to help i mean the club i play for i know we've got so many parents and that that you know are happy to you know because some weeks like the managers are also players as mm-hmm. well and they were you know it's like oh that game clashes with that game so i can't be there but We've got parents, uh, you know, DBS checked and everything. Okay. I'm yeah. willing to, you know, step in to allow other player managers to go and be able to play. Is that the, the big thing then, DBS check? Is I mean, not about not about it, but I mean, what in football, for someone to stand on the touchline and, and be involved and have responsibility for a team, you know, what are what do they need to do? Well, it's, it's huge, Dave. And, and just look at, say, the bowl. If you've got um, the under-sixes to playing down mm. there or under-eights, um, no parents are allowed on the pitch. That's right. The parents yep. stay in the stands. Everyone that uh, is down there coaching, everything, they've all got lanyards, you know, to wear. There are FA checks on it as well. We have to do it. Yeah. It's what's expected. I don't think anyone out there is not, you know, but... Well, you maybe ask some parents, Dave, because, yeah. you, you know, I've noticed that disciplinary issues, a little bit have crept up of late, and that competitive parent does come into mm. play quite a few times. And, uh, you know, the, the children are there primarily to learn how to play the sport mm. but the biggest thing Dave is enjoyment exactly yeah and they've got to have yeah. that enjoyment and if parents are there having a little sniper or whatever an FA official because he's only doing his job then it doesn't work that way but clubs are fantastic but we need more people like any sport not just yeah, hockey football absolutely. rugby yeah. to come in and give a bit of time to help develop that sport and their child mm-hmm yeah couldn't agree more it's it's exactly the same with the juniors for yeah. us you know everyone's dbs checked i mean we don't have the lanyards like tony was saying but everyone's dbs checked and okay of course all it's all documented in every club right we're going to try dave christian one more time yes and see if we got yes. sorted let's, and let's then we will we will come back <laughs> and if and, and I've, I've got something more some more stuff to talk about uh if unfortunately we can't get dave uh, Dave Christian, let's give you one more go, see if we can uh, look ahead to this weekend's rugby. Yeah, I'm on the last chance saloon now, Dave. Yeah, we've got uh, four fixtures this weekend, uh, two in the English Clubs Championship, one in the Women's League and uh, one in the domestic uh, Ravenscroft Manx Trophy. Uh, in uh, Northwest Regional 2, Douglas take on Bowden at Portishee. Kick off at 2 o'clock down there for that one. It's going to be a tough one for Douglas. Bowden are 5 from 5 uh, in their last 5 outings. Uh, Douglas not enjoying the best of form this season and struggling a little bit at the bottom end of the table. They've only got 5 fixtures left. They need a win. It may come this weekend, but it looks unlikely if you take the league table into account. A good strong side, though, name for Douglas. Uh, changes in the back row. Uh, Craig McGee comes in and uh, Mark McGee's in there and Percy Hampton as well. They were hoping for Neil Killier, but he's not available. So uh, they're going with the McGee brothers. Uh, change around in the centres as well. Bryn Snellgrove's going to be in at 10. Uh, Jack Shimon will partner Aidan O'Shea in the midfield and Carl Martin in at fullback. Uh, they've given Percy Hampton another run out as well. He's just transferred over from Southern Nomads. Obviously impressed them enough in the away game. He's going to get a shot at home. Up at Bella Fletcher, Vagabonds entertain Garstang. Garstang are in third place. Vagabonds are bottom. They only have four games left. They desperately need points. And the form book again suggests that they're not going to get them this weekend. Garstang is still in with a shot for promotion and they'll have their foot firmly on the pedal. Um, no team news out from Portishee as yet, but that game up there kicks off at 2.15. 
On the adjacent pitch at Bella Fletcher, we've got Vagabonds Ladies in action. That's the game we're covering for Saturday Live. That kicks off at one o'clock. It's against Broughton Park. Vagabonds are fourth in the standings. Broughton Park are fifth, and there's only a point between them. Should be a right old ding-dong. The game away at Broughton Park earlier this season. The home side got that one, but it was pretty close. Team news for Vagabonds, pretty much unchanged. Good news for them is uh, Corinna Daly comes back in. I always fancy her at number eight, but uh, they've gone with her at loose head prop. Uh, when she carries the ball in broken play, she's very disruptive and uh, will penetrate the defence. But uh, they're going with her at loose head prop tomorrow. All the other names are there. I'm expecting big games from Jules Harrison in the midfield and Sophie Henry in the back row as well. Kick off for that one at Bella Fletcher, one o'clock. And then there's just one fixture in the uh, Ravenscroft Manx Trophy. There should have been two. The game at Castletown has been postponed. So the only game in town is at the Murrock Park in Ramsey. Kickoff quarter past two. And it's Ramsey's Blues will be taking on the combination of Western Vikings and uh, Southern Nomads Whites. Uh, tricky to say which one this which which way this will go. Uh, down at Southern Nomads two weeks ago, the Blues put up a good fight, but ultimately lost the game in the opening 20 minutes when Nomads racked up 22 points without reply. Uh, I've a fancy that it'll be a little bit stronger there at the Mirror Park tomorrow, and the game might be even closer. Kick off there, as I said, 2:15. Thanks, Dave Christian, reporting for Manx Radio Sport. Um, we've got three minutes left, and uh, the last little subject I want to tackle is umpires. I gather you don't have much of a problem getting umpires in hockey, or...? Um, it depends, really, on availability, because, like I say, we've got umpires that play as well as umpire. Yeah. Um, but it also, it also helps if you know they're not working but mm -hmm. obviously you know work commitments and that can come in i mean this weekend we've been really good we've got full you know umpires all sort of for every fixture mm -hmm. um but how long week... does it take to become an umpire um well, there's a course that you go on it's like a, on, a full... on island it can be yeah mm. uh, someone comes across from the uk and it's like a day course uh the last one i think got done at king williams college so uh they, like it's, it's like the mornings, like classrooms, mm -hmm. sit down, you watch videos and that. And then in the afternoon, you go out and you actually have a go on the pitch mm -hmm. with like the people you, you're training with. They'll play and then you umpire it mm -hmm. and swaps over. And do the umpires get paid on a Saturday? Yeah, there is a payment mm -hmm. uh, for the umpires. I think it was it's £10 a game. And then you That's going to cover petrol and stuff, uh, I would yeah, imagine. And, you know? Yeah, it covers so, yeah. the fuel mileage as yeah. well. Okay. Football, though. Yep. Well, how's it looking at the moment? Uh, we're struggling a little bit at the moment. We've been able to cover most of the games. We can bring in auxiliary referees, which is basically no qualification. It's just both clubs agreeing. But uh, okay. the top teams won't do that. Um, we're, it was funny, we discussed it on Tuesday and we're just about to... This hike, is at the FA. Yeah, this yeah. is the FA. We're about to uh, look to maybe increase the uh, referees' money substantially. Just listening to Ben there, what hockey pay... At the moment, we pay £28, mm -hmm. and we're looking to... They get uh, fuel money as well, travelling expenses, but we're looking to uh, put it up um, a fair bit. Uh, we don't know at the moment because we're in discussions, but we just feel that um, it may help people come in mm -hmm. um, to, to do it. But uh, when you look at sort of Poacher come gamekeeper, uh, Rob Sling at the moment is probably one of the rising stars in uh, officiating in Manx football, and he's just mm -hmm. uh, been able to referee now premierships games, and that's brilliant within two years mm -hmm. and credit to him but um it's all sports need it but yeah, unfortunately definitely. with football maybe not as much as hockey 
this back chat has to stop because okay. that's what turns the referees away. Very quickly, you've got about 20 seconds. There are more women referees. I think you've got a couple so far. Yeah, we've got two. Um, uh, Ginny Doyle, she's uh, doing a great job. She's brilliant, but she plays the game, so she'll... She yeah, was halfway yeah. there before mm-hmm. she started. And um, that's about it at the moment. I know okay. Joe Hicks, she's struggling in injury, but there's good numbers there. Great stuff. Well, boys, thanks for your company yet again. Uh, fingers crossed for another great weekend of sporting action here in the Isle of Man. Same to uh, Dave Christian as well with rugby. That's it. Make sure you join us again on Manx Radio tomorrow. It's now 6.30. Up next, Chris Kinley.